Yo, welcome to The Nudge. We take things one step at a time, mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I am your host, Mark Papers, senior engineer at MPE, mobile production engineers. Call or text 888-90-MPE now to get started. We got you with the sauce, podcast mixing, music mixing and mastering, vocal tuning, beat mixing, plus much more. Today, we're discussing gain staging. What is it, when do we need it, and how do we use it? Up later, we're discussing your mixing chain. I'll give you a dope vocal mixing cheat sheet to use. You already know, this is the nudge. Being new in engineering, you might have heard the phrase gain staging. But what is it? Gain staging really makes mixing faster. It makes mixing easier. But... Is it vocal balancing? Is it volume balancing? I would say gain staging doesn't equal volume balancing. Gain and volume are two different things, right? But they both describe amplitude. The volume is how loud it is after it's processed. The gain is how loud it is before it's processed, right? So if you want to think of it, you could look at it as like gain is for the input and volumes for the output. If you take some volume from your compressor, the GR meter, it still is going to go off. But if you change the output, that compression, it won't change at all. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much gain staging is getting your track, your vocals ready so it's prepared to get into the plugins and the effects. You know, you're right. You're setting it at zero dB. You're getting it at the right level so that it's just shaped and ready to just get into the effects. And I will tell you, like, let's say you're using an EQ or you pull up your compressor and you look at, you know, the input meter. If you see that it's not hitting, it's like this, whatever's coming is really low. Uh, It's not going to work the same. You know, you feel like you're adding things. But, you know, once you raise the floor of that, it's going to sound crazy. So. Uh, you want to make sure that it has enough gain just to start with. So, again, um, gain staging is important, and it saves you a lot of time because, you know, it's like doing this up front. Once it gets later on, you know, you don't have to re- really worry about, you know, volume, you know, tuning and, you know, making sure everything sits well because it's already done with the gain staging. This all come from analog days when it was essential to get good signal-to-noise ratio while preventing clip distortion. Of course, many like the sound of clipping during analog gear, but that's a whole nother thing. Gain staging was also needed to make sure that the level going into the hardware unit was optimal. It's less important when working in your DAW, but it's a good practice, especially if the plugins you use model properties of analog gear. Put simply, gain staging is all about allowing headroom in your mix both on a track-by-track basis, but also on your bus tracks, and of course, the main stereo bus. In case and logic, therefore, numbers of strategies you can take, both during tracking or just before a mix, that ensure that you're leaving enough headroom to mix properly. Likewise, you'll also find that metering becomes your friend rather than battling against your mix meter. You can see how close you are to zero dBFS. Later on, I have a walkthrough, and I'm going to show you how the levels work when you have different meters and just get into that right sweet spot when you're trying to record. Essential step of gain staging. 
So I want to go through a few steps, just give you the broad objective on how to average all your signals to mix around negative 12 dBFS, which is the, the essential sweet spot in recording. So you're going to use the menu option to mix the pre-fader meter in so that you have a clear idea of the signal level of the channel faders. That way that whatever you're recording is going to give you more of how it's coming in the level, not just the average. Good metering is essential for effective gain staging, so placing an instance of the level meter plug-in across the main bus, and you can notice how the current unity levels push, push toward the stereo bus well into distortion. The level meter plug-in is the most informative when setting peak and RMS modes, showing average and instantaneous levels. Adjust the threshold to your preferred working level, which is usually negative 12. Good gain staging begins when you're recording, so ensure material that you're recording to your lodging stays well clear of 0 dBFS. As a rough guide, aim for your levels to average around negative 18 dBFS and peak around negative 12 dBFS. So that's where we talk about that sweet spot. When you start to mix, the first stage is to ensure all your levels peak average around negative 12 dBFS. The precise method of achieving this can vary. In this case, we're simply just going to move the levels around just so you can hear how it sounds at different speeds. Another solution is the gain plugin. Assuming it's used as the first plugin on the channel's insert path, once started, lower the gain control paying attention to the levels on the pre-fade channel meters, and then you can see um, where it's hitting. So what's the magic level? Opinion varies on what optimal levels are good for mixing, but most solutions fall between negative 18 dBFS and negative 12 dBFS. You can also take different views, whether this is average or peak levels. In truth, the precise amount isn't important. It depends on your genre, really. But it just means that you really need to give your room, your mix enough room to mix, um, enough headroom. Essentially, sometimes when you record, you want to make sure there's enough space so that you could add different plugins um, and it has room to add on to that, that effect. So I'm going to just move the signal around in a second. I'm going to see what that sounds like. So essentially, when you record, especially when you're, creating music you want to have that gain level hitting right in the sweet spot and that's what we talk about when we discuss gain staging so um currently my meter is sitting somewhere right between that negative 12 and negative 18 dbfs that sweet spot where we're discussing but let's see what happens when we move that meter a little bit lower and a little bit higher just to see what its level sounds like so let's move that meter down on the compressor a little bit um let's lower some of the output Testing, testing, testing. So this is where we're coming in around. Probably going to lower this a little bit more. Um, but this, we're coming in now around negative 21 dBFS. So as you can see, uh, the vocal is a lot lower, which is coming in the audio. Um, I'm going to definitely have to raise this. And whatever comes with that, um, I'll have to deal with that later in the audio. So... Uh, let's also raise that floor or that gain on the compressor the other way to see what it sounds like when we go um, a lot higher.
Testing, testing. So this shows a peak level. I'm, I'm, I'm totally. I'm about to clip. Um, my peaks are showing like right around negative. Uh, like I'm right at zero almost. And you can see I'm really loud. So I can tell that once I start to mix this vocal, I'm already gonna, you know, gonna have to subtract because it's already hitting everything. Even looking at this waveform, it's, it's, it's very large. So again. Recording and the signal level of where you start to set your levels is very important. Um, you want to make sure you have that right level and that sweet spot. So again, let me just put it back to the normal level. Okay, so we're hitting around negative 12 again. So as you can see, the vocal just sits a lot better. It just sounds much smoother in that way. You know, you can treat it much better once you get into that. So, um, you know, I hope you were able to see how gain staging could work. You know, it depends on your equipment. And you don't need to have hardware equipment necessarily. Um, once you have that, it affects your chain a lot better. You have to really pay attention to gain staging. But even with your, your first interface, you know, whatever you're using, whether it's a, a, a Scarlett or an M-Audio, you have to make sure that the input level for your microphone is set to the proper levels so you're getting a good recording level. What you want to do is make sure that your sample sounds richer, sounds full, and is also present. Once you start to mix and you get it right in front of your mix, what you need to do is shape it and make sure that it doesn't clash with any vocals or anything else like the drums. So once you take a moment to gain stage, you're going to be in better position to have a good mix to start with. Try it on your DAW, see if it makes your mixes sound any better. On the next section, I want to cover proper vocal chain and processing setup. But first, a brief word from our sponsor. Today, our sponsor is from the Max Michaels Artist Development Program. If you're an up-and-coming artist and you want to learn how to make $4,000 a month as an unsigned artist, email your name and one song to maxmichaelsllc at gmail.com. They'll give you one complimentary feedback and solutions to start making money with your music. Max Michaels Artist Development Program gives you the tools and education to keep to make money and gain real supporters with your music. They set plans, budgets, target goals, reaching your target audience and defining the differences between reaching your audience and engaging well, and engaging with your audience. Email your name and one song to LLC at gmail.com. Let's get back into it. So if I, if I moved you out of your studio and put you into a million-dollar studio with all the plugins from any, every company to work with, would you know which plugins to put in your vocal chain? That answer should be yes. If you're a good engineer, a great engineer, you should be able to use different plugins to achieve your same vocal mixing chain because, in theory, what you're trying to achieve is the same thing, just in different order or just using different effects. So what I want to do is show you, um, we'll go through a nice vocal mixing cheat sheet, kind of what we do, um, the order that we use, and not specifically which plugins we use. I don't want to give you our vocal chain. Um, that's something that, you know, down the road I want to offer um, that you can purchase from us, from the Nudge. But at this current stage, I just want to go over what 
order you need and what you need to do. So let's get into that, those different steps as to how do you vocal, mix a vocal chain. All right, so let's get into these methods. So when you want to start with vocal mixing, you're going to start with the cleanup, right? You're going to take out any breaths and and any unwanted recording noise. Um, if for any reason this vocal has any hum or hiss, remove it before you start working on it. And when I say clean up, I, I don't mean just eat any plugins. I mean just literally just, you know, naming the channel and, uh, you know, taking out, you know, something that, you know, like let's say you see some mic rumble or, you know, someone say, hey, you know, uh, I brought that, I got that soda from you from the store. Like, you know, you hear that in the background. Just take out any of that before you even start to mix. That's 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 the first thing. Um, you know, obviously you're going to gain stage. That's, you know, if you're going to, re- if you're recording this, if you're receiving a mix, that's what you're going to do. But if you're recording that, you're going to make sure that you're putting your levels and make sure they're sitting at the right levels before you even start to mix. Again, it's just going to make sure that everything sits so much better later on. Um, if you're using a pitch corrector, you're going to want to put that on early. Um, you want to pitch correctors use work with harmonics. So if you start cutting or boosting, they don't work the same. Um, I do know engineers that put their wave tune or their auto tune after, you know, different EQs. But again, it does affect the sound. Um, I feel that once you do your vocal chain, you need to just make sure it's something that fits what you're trying to do. So, you know, maybe that's the sound that you're trying to achieve. But, you know, again, it works with harmonics. So just know that once you start cutting or boosting and you put your pitch tuner it's going to work differently. Uh, so the next step I would say is your subtractive EQ. So I would start to subtractive EQ after I put my pitch tuner. So after I use my waves tune, I would start using subtractive EQ. And this is why I probably just, you know, I would get, grab a stock EQ from your DAW. Or, you know, I you know I grab, sometimes I, I grab a dynamic EQ. You can grab the uh, Fab Pro um, or the F6, you know, any type of EQ that has, you know, the band ranges where you can mute, move what type of band, you can sweep for frequencies, you're going to use that one just so you can take out any of the negative frequencies, the, you know, the, the room resonances, anything like that, that's going to be done in this step. The next step, what you're going to do is you're going to want to add your first compressor. Um, if you didn't comp on the vocal way in, um, you're going to probably going to add, you know, three to five dB of compression right here. Um, if you did some compression earlier, you may want to just, you know, add a little, you know, just maybe three. But definitely this is going to be where you want to start to add some compression. Um, I usually do any type of EQ. I feel that you should add a compressor after because you're changing the dynamic range with that EQ. So, you know, that compressor is going to kind of reel it back in. Uh, next, um, I would probably add the first de-esser here. Um, if this vocal has some sibilance, especially if you just finally, you know, you did some subtractive EQ, you know, you may, you know, have some high end on that vocal. So you may want to take out some of that frequency there with some de-essing. That would be a good thing to add to your chain. And again, this does not have to be, um, a, you know, million dollar plugin, you know, just use something that gets the job done. Look for frequencies, use your EQ if you need to, to find the frequency of where that S is. Solo a solo, a, a small part of the track that has, you know, a high range of S's, find it. And again, just remove it. 
Next, you're going to want to add your first EQ, your additive EQ. So this EQ is going to be something that instead of removing frequencies where you're dipping and cutting, you're going to be adding some frequencies, some harmonics, and some tones into it. You know, maybe the vocal sounds too dull. You want to make it a little bit brighter, add some high-end sheen. If the vocal has too muddy, um, too much bass, you're going to want to remove it and, you know, just kind of, you know, just give it some fullness, some richness in the middle um, again, this is when you're adding frequencies and tones to help shape the vocals. Um, this is how you kind of make that really sound how you want it, you know, that lead track. Next step, I would add a compressor or a limiter to glue everything. Um, you know, the last compressor is going to be the one to kind of just grab everything that you've put on the vocal chain so far. You know, it kind of just wraps everything together. And then lastly, it sends it out to the channel. Um, I would probably choose a compressor at this point that has some sort of coloration or harmonics, um, like a LA, uh, like a 76, um, you know, something that kind of, again, has something like, just has, you know, a good sound to it. I do see engineers also use a limiter. You can use a limiter as well instead of a, a final compressor. Um, just kind of just to, again, glue it and just bring it to the front. You can do that too. Um, but I tend to use uh, dynamic uh, parallel compression, excuse me, afterwards. So, you know, I, you know, I prefer to do it that way. Next, you're going to want to start to add your sends. So this is what we're going to put in your sends, such as send your reverb, your delay, distortion, any saturation if needed. Um, you're going to add it, you know, by taste. You know, you want to use those set knobs that way, you know, certain tracks need, you know, different amounts of delay and reverb. You can add that in and fine-tune it. So that would be really good to, you know, make sure that you're adding to your chain. So just to recap, that vocal mixing cheat sheet, we have the cleanup uh, where we take out any breaths or unwanted noise. Gain staging, if we're recording our own takes, we're going to make sure that our vocals and our levels are sitting at the right spot, negative 12 dBFS. Three, if we're using a pitch corrector, we're going to want to add it before we start to change any harmonics with the EQs. Next, four, subtractive EQ would be the next step. You're going to want to remove, remove it, um, any bad frequencies. Five would be the deesser, remove any sibilant words and phrases. Six would be your first or second compressor, depending on your vocal chain. Um, just add a little bit at this point, 3 dB, just is enough just to kind of just get that vocal to sit right in the mix. Seven, additive EQ is when you add harmonics and further shape and tone the vocal. Eight, one last compressor or limiter to glue everything. And then nine, when you add your sends, reverb, delays, and saturation if needed. Once you have this down pack, fine-tune it by adding and swapping out the plugins that you like the best. Uh, with experience, you'll develop your own vocal chain that you love. Use Logic's presets and uh, save the chain for future use. I know even in my vocal chain, you know, I have, you know, for, like I said, a few plugins that I add, you know, just, that just do a few, a certain few things um, to my vocal that I like. Um, you know, they're not necessary, I would say, for a mix, but, you know, this is my preference. So, again, once you start to mix more and more, you're going to have to, you're going to develop those things. So, um, it's always been a pleasure to discuss these things with you. Um, it's always been dope, you know, having this time here at The Nudge. We always take one things one step at a time, mix by mix, track by track, decibel by decibel. I'm your host, Mark Papers. 
senior engineer at MPE, mobile production engineers. Call or text 888-90-MPE now to get started. We got you with the sauce. Podcast mixing, music mixing and mastering, vocal tuning, beat mixing, plus much more. You already know. Get in touch with us. This is The Nudge.